The whale waddled pleasantly across the wolf's lake. Here we are on Liquid Gold where we do shots. 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 Or this is a podcast all about beverages, all the things we drink. And this is our uh, our mini episodes where we talk about one ingredient, one drink, maybe a cocktail, maybe a glass of wine, maybe some coffee. We're also going to be talking about ingredients this year on Shots. And today we're going to be talking about winter citrus in this uh, kind of bleak period of the intense times of, of midwinter and uh, late winter when ingredients are hard to come by. My name's Mike Wolf, And I'm Kenneth Dedman. <laughs> Kenneth is here. <laughs> Highly caffeinated as usual, Ready as we to roll. are. <laughs> Did you just invent a name? <laughs> Is that our coffee brand? <laughs> Regular. Oh my gosh. <laughs> pow pow. It's like itty bitty cans, like two ounce cans. Oh yeah. I'm glad we're recording. Yeah, this is a time of year where ingredients for cocktails, they can be a little hard to come by. You, We like to think of about herbs. Of course, I'm a big uh, herb fan. What a lot of people don't realize, I think, is this is the time in this kind of doldrums of winter Mm -hmm. for some really beautiful, bright, floral winter citrus. Yes, there's lots of it. So today we're going to focus a little bit on Meyer lemons, Caracara orange, blood oranges, satsumas. Kenneth's got a little little, uh, piece to say on satsumas, which are available from our friends down in New Orleans. More like Louisiana. Small collection of fun facts. Small collection of fun facts. Love that because it is shots. Shiggity shots. I do want to mention some events coming up. I've got the book, Garden to Glass, Grow Your Drinks from the Ground Up. Mm -hmm. I'm taking it out on the road, taking it around this weekend if you happen to be in the area of Palmetto Bluff right there on the coast near Savannah, but in South Carolina. Be out there for the Field and Fire uh, food festival and drink festival. There'll be some great musicians out there, and I'll be there all weekend. That's exciting. Um, talking about the book, doing some drinks from the book, and doing a dinner, which we are pairing uh, whiskeys with every course. <laughs> that's, Somebody that's needs wonderful. to break out a camera late late in that dinner. And then Saturday, February fifteenth, in Charleston, at Husk. The OG That's Charleston, Husk. South Carolina, right? That's right. Charleston, South Carolina, Saturday, February 15th. And we'll have some more info on that event. I think we're looking at 2, 2 p.m. Uh, on that Saturday, February 15th in the bar there at Husk. So that'll be a lot of fun. And I think Kenneth's coming down. So there's potential for some liquid gold action. Yeah, there's some moving pieces here. And then also uh, I'll be in Denver uh, Saturday, March 21st. I'll Hometown be at Tattered Hero. Cover. Tattered Cover, Lower Downtown Denver. Uh, that's a big deal. It's a huge bookstore, amazing bookstore. So I'm really looking forward to being there. And there will also be another event that we can't really talk about yet because it's just too special. But that will be coming up in Denver on that same weekend as well. Washington, D.C., I'll be there uh, April 10th. More on that event coming up later. And New York City, April 17th. At Bar Wayu, Momofuku's amazing new spot there on the harbor. Be there uh, Friday, April 17th. So looking forward to be back in the New York groove with that. And then, uh, yeah, you'll have to come with me to Chicago in May. Yeah, dude. Damn, you're just touring. Let's get it out there. Wow, you're like Aerosmith. Take the (laughs) plan. So one of my favorite things about winter citrus, 
we're here on the winter citrus episode of shots meyer lemons are just so special so this time of year and and really i'd say november to almost well probably late february they're they're readily available here in tennessee there are some that come from florida that are very special if you can get your hands on those but a lot of them come from california i think what's so special about the meyer lemon is the sweetness that they have and the magical floral quality of the the peel itself and the fact that the pith with the peel unlike lemons that you get at the grocery store the peels and the pith of these meyer lemons it's not very bitter it's not very astringent they have just sweetness and floralness going on and the and the peels themselves are so floral they they basically smell like a like a bouquet of roses they they have a, a low oil content the meyer lemon amazing and you can uh you know if you have the time and you want to draw a little bit of oil out of those peels you just uh peel them set them uh outer side of the peel up in a bowl and sprinkle some sugar on there and leave it for two to three days and it'll you'll pull out a little bit of oil but like he said not as much oil as a typical lemon they are a cross between a lemon and a mandarin orange so it gives it kind of a rounder shape. The color is a little bit darker. It's just a beautiful golden color. Mike, they I think are, you just made a point that uh, we need to address. Is uh, if you're if you're at home at your own bar and and you're using citrus, why not peel them first before you juice them? Because you can always use use those peels for all kinds of other stuff outside of just garnish. Very true. And these would be great peels to dry, say in a dehydrator ever so slightly or to dry in a, in, a, in a low oven and then make a tincture out of them and really preserve that citrusy floral quality that you can spritz on top of cocktails and do some really interesting things with. It'd be great um, to dehydrate them and mix them with like some dehydrated chilies or something, sprinkle it in. They are an amazing source of vitamin C. So there's always that. I think one thing too that's that's so unique about the flavor, the, the sweetness with the floral uh, with the real brightness of the Meyer lemon, it makes for a great sort of, we talk about like infuse as you booze and Spanish and European style gin and tonics. It's a great lemon to just sort of s- uh, sit in a drink as a garnish, say mm-hmm. a slice in like a nice whiskey sour. And by the time you're done drinking that, you're going to get all that floral quality of it. And there's a lot that you can get from the zest. So, you know, if you wanted to zest um, those peels, there's just a lot of flavor to get from a Meyer lemon. What and, would you uh, be your favorite herb to pair with a Meyer lemon? Top I think, three. I think, uh, and that's another thing about the kind of the doldrums of winter. There's not a lot of herbs or, or things like that. But I love rosemary with Meyer lemons. Rosemary or lavender. Lavender would be great, too, if you can get your hands on some around that same time. Because then, then you're going to kind of set off this whole floral thing. Mm-hmm. That could be really interesting. But there's also a beautiful thing with rosemary where... Rosemary starts to flower in a lot of areas right towards the end of this special winter citrus season. So you can almost catch this beautiful symbiotic relationship between the floralness of the beautiful rosemary and winter citrus. And so that's one of my favorite things about this time of year. That's poetry, Mike. (laughs) I'm getting excited. Another one, the Caracara Naval Orange is, that one's probably my favorite I just, and this is kind of one of the reasons that we 
wanted to talk about winter citrus today. I was doing the Cheers Beverage Summit, which was just here in Nashville, and did a cocktail for the opening reception in which I made a Caracara Curacao and used a little bit of blood orange in there for color. But these just have, the Caracaras especially, they have such a delicate and floral quality to them. They can be a little bit herbaceous too, like mildly herbaceous. They remind me a lot of sweet vermouth. There's a beautiful Mm. cocktail that David Kinch did on an episode of Mind of a Chef. And his seven episodes or whatever they are of Mind of a Chef going back 10 years ago are just amazing. You can find them online. I think you can find them on Netflix. He does this cocktail where he muddles a little bit of Caracara orange with Carpano Antica. And both of those ingredients just share a lot of flavor affinities. And and then he adds some whiskey. So it's sort of a hybrid old-fashioned Manhattan with muddled Caracara. And then he pours that over a big rock. So that would be a great one to Damn. do. And I would say, you know, probably an ounce and a half of whiskey to half ounce of sweet vermouth. And then muddle that Caracara, maybe throw a dash of orange bitters maybe a dash of Angostura and stir that up till it's nice and cold and serve it over a big rock. That's, that's definitely a a really awesome cocktail. A lot of the car cars that you're going to see around supermarkets, uh, they can come from as far away as Venezuela. Um, but, uh, there's also a plenty of car car that's coming from California and coming from Texas. And there's even some that come from Florida. So that's a great ingredient to find this time of year. And the flavor will just blow you away. Yeah. Anything else on Caracara? Great to juice. Great to garnish. Very large cellular structure. <laughs> so when you cut into it, it like really releases like a lot of aroma, a lot of juices. There really are just so many oranges that are, or just specifically oranges, like, like citruses that are coming through because most, most citrus farmers grow a variety, like lots of different citruses just for the sheer fact that the prices fluctuate and certain citruses also with with withhold like different extreme temperatures better i know the meyer lemon the meyer lemon certainly it can withstand temperatures a little bit below like most typical like oranges oh yeah one other thing i wanted to say about caracara so the flesh is really really pretty it's like a pink um, so when you, when you see a slice, like in a drink, you're, you're kind of like, Whoa, what is that? And they are so delicious to eat that it, that you want to, if you do put it in a drink as a garnish, you want to kind of tell that person that's going to drink it, definitely eat that orange because they are so delicious. So, and the origin in the States, uh, was originated as a mutation that occurred on a Washington Naval orange tree in 1976, but the first mutated Caracara goes back to Hacienda Caracara in Venezuela. And that's how they got the name Caracara Orange. We want to throw a shout out to our sponsor from Liquid Gold Brewing, Rock Island Lager. You know, wouldn't it be nice if there was a beer made for all of us that just like to get out in the outdoors? All of us that like to maybe take a kayak along the river for carefree afternoon where there's trees and waterfalls wouldn't it be nice if there was a beer that just wanted to quench your thirst and not play games with it rock island lager hand me one (laughs) hand me one (laughs) don't throw it man hand it to me (laughs) another one that's that's really pretty this time of year i just picked some up at turnip truck it makes me feel very italian 
<laughs> the uh, the blood orange, uh, native to Italy, and one one variety is native to Sicily. And I think what's amazing about blood orange, you obviously have that striking color. Oftentimes, you get a purple and orange look to the the peel, the actual um, outside of the fruit, the skin, and but it's the flavor of blood orange and the color that is so amazing. People really gravitate towards certain colors in drinks. Yeah, and that they kind love of that pink, color. bright red color of of blood orange is incredible. And the flavor of blood orange is so amazing because it, it brings to mind a lot of other fruits like strawberry and raspberry. Mm-hmm. Raspberry being such a key cocktail fruit ingredient because it was um, very common in some of the earliest cocktails back in the 1850s, 60s, 70s. Raspberry was used a lot. So you can get kind of a cool old school flavor from the blood oranges. The dark flesh color is due to the presence of anthocyanins, a family of polyphenol pigments common to many flowers and fruit, uh, but not as common in citrus fruit. Chrysanthemum is the main compound that's found in these red oranges. They are just fascinating. So while they're they're great as like a dehydrated garnish, blood orange would be great. Using them for their flavor and color that they can add to, to a cordial, you could make a blood orange curacao, say by doing two parts sugar to one part water to a half part of like a brandy or an unaged brandy and cook all that down add some of the zest from the blood orange and the juice and really cook those down and you can just get some amazing bright fresh fruit flavors Man, that and uh, delicious. yeah believed to be a cross between the pomelo that huge uh, father to the grapefruit and the tangerine so it's pretty interesting how a lot of these these cool winter citruses came about one that we used at Husk quite a bit because we would get a fair amount of them in this time of year is the Satsuma. And we there's a ton that grow in Louisiana and Florida, but Texas, Louisiana, Alabama, yeah, Texas. Florida, Florida Panhandle. Yeah. Yeah, those are killer, dude. Yeah, what's uh what's fascinating to you about Satsuma? First of all, they're they're I think their origins lie in the Satsuma province of Japan, but they're originally I think they're originally from China. They were they were planted like around like New Orleans region, I guess like the late uh, 19th century, and they 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 exploded in that area. They kind of grow like grapes, man. Like, have you, if you ever look at the the plant itself, it's more like a bush. The tree itself, it's like a bush, and the satsumas totally grow just like this huge, like plummy grape variety, and mm-hmm. like actually like pull pull the tree to the ground. Really, really killer. Um, they're kind of hard to juice per se as far as like using in cocktails they're what's called like a loose skin uh citrus kind of like in the you know like tangerines and um orlando's and whatnot i usually prefer to shake them into a cocktail Mm. usually with like a big rock so you can really pound it up Mm -hmm. um so it's a great addition to a classic cocktail or basically anything that you're making i don't know like a, a daisy like a brandy daisy comes to mind any, That'd be dope. any different fashion. So yeah, I would just like peel a satsuma when I'm using them in a cocktail. Most of the time, just throw like one or two segments in, shake it, shake it with a normal, whatever the cocktail you're using, 
Um, it, it enhances the flavor. It's, they're not too sweet. They, they've actually been bred to get sweeter over the years, but they're still not really that sweet. They're juicy, but they're not sweet. So it's a great addition. Maybe like a, a white lady would be pretty cool to throw one in. It should be like Jen and your blood orange uh, liqueur mm. and a uh, little lemon juice, egg white, and pound it all up with a, a Satsuma segment or two. Whoa. That sounds great. Can we come to Husk Bar and get that? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I'll bring come my tonight. blood orange. Yeah. <laughs> it's got to be tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and another fascinating thing about Satsuma, uh, Jesuits brought the fruit from Asia to North America in the 18th century, and they started planting it in groves in the Jesuit plantation upriver from New Orleans. So, so much about what's cool about cocktails and things. It always comes back to New Orleans. Well, also, I mean, like, that's, that's amazing. That can probably get them. Yeah, you could send them upriver, I guess. Yeah. Really, the citrus, the citrus boom didn't happen until it was, there was some way to, to get that, that citrus moving, you know, to middle America. Well, my grandma used to remind me um, that having a really good Christmas back when she was growing up was getting an orange. Yeah. If you got an orange for Christmas, that was special. That's what's big and about a loaf the of bread. The the Satsuma they call it so the, she'd be like, the appreciate your what you got going on the, the Christmas citrus yeah yeah it was like clementines or tangerines or Satsumas they all vary in name but um they're all basically like incredibly alike unless you're a farmer who'd take offense to that yeah and they've even um named they've named plenty of towns like we were talking about where a lot of these Satsumas grow in America there's towns Satsuma Alabama Satsuma Florida Satsuma Texas satsuma louisiana so there's all these towns that have been named after the fruit um dude you should do your book tour there yes do a satsuma tour yeah yeah and then pick your favorite one that'd be it'd <laughs> <you'd> be <laughs> hot it's a good idea by the time you get to the last one it's you've created such a buzz everyone's nice to you <laughs> <laughs> stop giving me more work to do <laughs> oh man mike leaving Leaving Satsuma, Florida, headed to Satsuma, Alabama. I think the best ones are here. <laughs> On to the next city. I think the best ones grow here. Give it up for yourselves. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. Oh, man. You could do a whole book about about winter citrus. I mean, you really could. Fascinating topic. But that's all we got today right here. On Shots. Sh- a little detour that we like to do here on liquid gold where we focus on one ingredient that's what we'll be focusing on here in 2020 we're going to come at you with different ingredients that you can use in cocktails and throw a spotlight on some of the weird and maybe slightly esoteric but readily available uh ingredients in in the liquid gold ingredient library hey mike what do you call an ape that doesn't eat bananas crazy and a range of tane Whoa, good one. I'll have to tell my kids that one. They'll appreciate it. We are Liquid Gold. Find us at Liquid Gold underscore pod on Instagram. Want to throw a shout out to We Own This Town, weownthistown.net. We Own This Town Podcast Network. A lot of amazing podcasts. Nashville Demystified. The Filmography Podcast has been doing some really amazing things on Paul Thomas Anderson, one of my absolute favorite filmmakers and heroes they talked about inherent vice recently Mm. which is i think one of the more underappreciated movies of the last 10 years absolute masterpiece 
So check all those podcasts out along with your friends here at Liquid Gold. You can email us, liquidgoldpod at gmail.com. Ask us questions, talk some trash, ask us for a recipe, and uh, any questions that we might need to share on the show. So hit us up there. Lots to look forward to. And we'll see you in Charleston Saturday, February 15th at the Husk Bar there on Saturday afternoon. More info coming on that, as well as other events to come. For my co-host, Mr. Kenneth Dedman, my name's Mike Wolf. We'll see you next time on Liquid Gold. Later, Tater. <laughs>